The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer talk NXT as we get closer and closer to deadline on Saturday. Also, we get into the big AEW Dynamite tonight with Adam Copeland going up against Christian in Montreal. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I got to tell you... <clears throat> Lash legend to me was the star of the show last night. That slam on Otis, my God, those people came unglued for that. And I went back after I saw it live, I went back and I watched it on social media. And that, that woman is pretty damn strong because I like to, I'm a, I'm a, moves mechanic at times you know every you know like the mechanics of mechanics of throwing a football of you know throwing a good curveball or you know hitting a perfect golf swing or uh you know shot putters the mechanics of being a great shot putter congratulations by the way to brock lesnar's lock brock lesnar's daughter who won the I don't know if it was the state or collegiate champion in, in shot putting. I popped huge because I was a shot putter, so I can always a- appreciate something like that. But Lash Legend last night, the way she slammed Otis, if you go back and watch, Otis hits the ropes and then feeds in for the slam. Now, it makes the move a lot more difficult to do when you have somebody hitting the ropes because their weight is now coming at you. When you're doing a body, if you do a body slam out of the lockup, okay, the the move is supposed to be done south to north. And you're supposed to keep the other person as close as you can to you so you can properly hold their body weight and they can pop properly post on your top of your thigh. If you go back and you watch Hogan slam Andre, is it the prettiest body slam of all time? No, because Andre's still 500 pounds, but go watch Andre post for Hogan. It's perfect. It really is. And they stayed close to one another. When somebody now hits the ropes, they're propelling themselves at you. And when they're propelling themselves at you, now not only do you have to use your balance of holding yourself up and your opponent up, 
Now you are being pushed backwards, which makes the move that much more difficult to do. So Otis comes off the ropes, posts for Last Legend. Last Legend catches Otis, and then she has to take two steps back. Those two steps should have knocked her on her ass because Otis is extremely unbalanced weight and he stops his upward movement halfway through the body slam. Once you stop moving in a move, you become heavier. And the last thing Otis wants to be in that move is heavier because he's already heavy. He's already moving his body weight forward. You're asking a lot of Lash Legend in that moment in time. You're asking her to take Otis's body into her hands. You're asking her to have balance on her own feet. You're asking her to have balance for Otis's undisplaced weight. There's a lot going on in that very simple body slam. So props to Lash Legend for being able to hold on to Otis, balance Otis. And when old Otis is basically stopped, his, his upward movement is basically stopped in the middle of the slam. She was able to continue to jack him up and get him over. So That's where a strength comes in to, to bully's point. Um, and, and if you could equate it, uh, my training, Johnny Rods, and I hated it. He would pull out a 75 pound uh, punching bag, the big one. And he would throw it at you while you're hitting the ropes or while he would hit the ropes. And <clears throat> first it was how to take a bump when somebody's landing on you and it's only 75 pounds, but still you have no clue how heavy it is when somebody throws 75 pounds of undistributed weight at you. Then also like to learn body slams, you'd pick up the bag and you'd body slam it over and over again because you're learning how to control weight. And when that weight is running at you, it's a whole other game. And just like Bully said, your positioning, your legs are key. Uh, she, I thought she also stood out in the promo segment yes. uh, big time. And she showed so much charisma. Um, I agree. She was one of the, the stars that I enjoyed that uh, entire sit down, which normally I wouldn't, but Every woman, like, you know, we were talking before, David, they got an opportunity to speak and basically, like, put over what this match means to them. The women actually talked me more into the match than the men because they were supposed to be on this sit-down, cordial affair. Everybody got their gimmick over. And, of course, it's going to break down to, you know, physicality. But it was really, really good. But but Lash, you know, Lash, I feel when she first came up, she was not ready, but she's been getting the reps, and that's what a developmental does. And the more better opponents that you work, I mean, uh, Otis and Gable are friggin' amazing. Uh, and the more reps you get on television, the better you become. And I think we're seeing that in her. And uh, I feel she could be a massive star in the industry if she keeps on this trajectory that she has. And think of what she said. Oh, 
uh, I know all about this system because think, but it's think of who I'm with. And she's with Noam Dar getting those reps on television because of what he does. And then being put in these situations where a lot it's special teams at first, if I'm going towards a football analogy, how do you usually make the roster? Well, I do my good job on special teams and then I become a star because every time I'm asked to do something, I do it and I do it well. And then I continue to get more reps. And then, hey, if I'm offense and they, you know, need me to, the running back gets hurt and I'm a running back or needs a breath, hey, go in there for a down. Okay, I got you three yards. I didn't fumble. I didn't get moved back. I got three yards. Cool. I'll keep handing you the ball. Yeah, and, and you're actually seeing the progression of all these performers. Perfect example is Lola Vice. You know, we got to sit down and talk to Lola Vice when she first signed with the WWE. And we see her on TV, and the first couple matches looked, you know, to be kind, a little bit rough. But then they weren't afraid to put her in the ring and have matches. And now you're really seeing that progression where to point now. She's a top star on the NXT brand. I kind of like that about NXT where you have these talents that they're giving TV time to and they're rough when it comes to being in the ring and they're rough on the microphone. And then it's almost like they're, they're, they're part of that graduating class, right, Tommy? Where now here we are close to a premium live event on Saturday and everyone that's a part of that event on Saturday, you can see how much they've grown since the last time, you know, or the first time you saw them on TV. If you're sitting at uh, a dais or sitting with Tiffany Stratton, who we know is really, really good. We know she's uh, good on the mic as well with all her. She knows how to talk and get herself over. And I love that she even referenced that Charlotte Flair said that she's one of, you know, gave her a shout out. Um, and then, you know, where a lot of the women in NXT to me at times were, I didn't know who they were. I now know who everyone was sat there. And I knew, like, I have a vested interest in all these, you know, all these women now because they told me a bit of their story and they used their time that they had to, to tell me that it, it's not a hard formula to, this is my mission statement and this is who I am getting as opposed to a 30 second little bumper going out there. Getting, getting live mic time goes a long way when you have, you know, you know, 16 to 90 seconds on the microphone in front of in front of a live crowd. And bully, I know it's a bit of a nitpick, but that body slam that Lash Legend gave Otis and that you did a great job of breaking down. I got to be honest, and I know it's it's something I'm just going to have to get over. But I I kind of got took, t- you know, taken out of the moment. Why? Because right after that body slam. You hear the crowd and the crowd's chanting holy shit and they gotta mute the crowd and it and it, it just it just takes you a little bit out of the moment. I wish there was another way that they could do it, but like there was that great holy shit chant right after she did the body slam, but they have to mute it out. And it just it's a bit of a distraction that takes me out of the moment. And it's something it's something that I have to get over because it's it's something that's just not gonna change. Do you mean it takes you out of the moment like i was talking about the uso super kick on seth rollins takes me out of the moment no or is because it just a pet peeve it's i i i don't want to call it a pet peeve but maybe i it mean is. that does that really affect the match for you it doesn't affect the match but that's a big moment 
Like when you have a big moment, you want to get that reaction from the crowd, right? You want to give that moment. Man, the slam, here's the moment. This is a great moment in the match. Let the crowd react to that moment. I mean, that's that's wrestling 101, right? You want to make something big happen and you want the crowd to react it. Now you're getting that crowd reaction and it's being muted. It's just a bit of a distraction for Again, something I'm half I'm going to have to get over because it's not going to change, but it's just it just for a second takes me out of the moment that I just saw, which was a big one. I I can definitely uh, hear what you're saying. I, I actually agree with you because I do believe it affects the home audience. If you have people in the arena and however many people there, a couple hundred chanting, holy shit, holy shit. You're at home going, wow, this is awesome. Everybody's, you know, chanting at the same time. They're even cursing. It creates that sense of excitement. It creates that sense of, hey, I want to be there. I want to chant that too on live TV. But the WWE, you know, with all of the corporate sponsors and everything like that, you know, they, you know, guys, yeah, you know, it's, they're just not, it is not what it is. Happen. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tonight is a big dynamite for AEW uh, because the match that we're going to see tonight is really a pay-per-view quality matchup. And we're going to see Adam Copeland going up against Christian in Montreal. Tommy, this is this is a big match and a big night for AEW. Yeah, uh, with a lot of build. Hopefully we'll uh, I don't know if you'll have a definitive finish it would be great to uh have one but don't know if this story doesn't continue um quebec 
is a way different market. I know it's the first time they go out there. Um, they don't have a massive star from that area like WWE has with Kevin Owens or uh, Sami Zayn. And interesting to see how that audience, and I think they will react insanely for the entire product. And overall, hopefully it be a really good show. And I mean, I know between Adam Copeland and Christian, you're going to have some great storytelling and it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, you would agree, Bully, this is a the big match, a big night for AEW tonight, right? I think every week uh, these days are big weeks for AEW, whether it's Dynamite, Collision, uh, Rampage. I just think that they need to continue to put out the best product for their fan base that they possibly can because they are coming up against a time of the year where the WWE basically corners the market with the Rumble and Mania right around the corner. So I think it's very important for AEW to do the absolute best they can to keep interesting programming on our TVs. Now, uh, it, oh, go ahead, Tommy, please. When you talk about collision, last week's collision I thought was excellent. Uh, John Moxley cut one hell of a of a promo. Uh, really, really good. And again, what we were just talking before about NXT, about getting mic time and talking about the importance of something. Uh, his promo of why he's in this tournament and all that stuff and a lot about him was it was a fabulous, fabulous. And I was like, man, I just got more invested in John Moxley than I have in a long, long time. Just him sitting on the stairs talking to the camera and really, really enjoyed it. And I, you know, for collision and, and AEW, like moments like that are great. And I do think this tournament uh, is interesting and mm -hmm. the matches have been really, really good. Um, and I think that needs to continue. Yeah, and I think that's one of the big positives with AEW right now. I know Bully talked about it on Busted Open After Dark last week, and again, Busted Open After Dark immediately after Dynamite tonight on a Wednesday. Uh, the Continental Classic Tournament, I think, has been a lot of fun. We've seen some surprises, even some shocks, and it's been some great wrestling. And and again, when you're like you just said, Bully, this time of year for the WWE is huge. We're, we're approaching Rumble. Then once we hit the Rumble, we're in. We're on the road to WrestleMania. WWE has the uh, the market uh, when it comes to sports entertainment. From AEW to kind of be that alternative product, we're probably going to need to see a little bit more of the wrestling. I think that Continental Classic Tournament brings you that wrestling, and they've done that really well over the last two weeks. Uh, I explained on After Dark, and I think we talked about it a little bit um, with me, you, and Mark. When the wrestling industry went left, ECW went right. And I think that's what we're seeing right now with AEW. I think, you know, Tony Khan is definitely a huge New Japan fan. Mm -hmm. And he has basically taken the G1 and turned it into the Continental Classic. Uh, last Wednesday night, going into the show, I think I explained this to you. I was I was really concerned about how I would feel about the show because I'm not a fan of these tournaments. I've never been a fan of the G1, except for the finals, just because I'm not into that much wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I like 
sports entertainment and wrestling and a good balance of it. But man, last night, last week won me over. Tommy talked about Moxley's promo, which I also enjoyed. I really enjoyed Moxley versus Lethal. Roosh versus, I forget who Roosh was. was uh, against, uh, Mark Briscoe. Uh, Mark, Mark Briscoe. Um, Jay White versus, forgot who Jay White fought. But all of the 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 matches in the class. Uh, Swerve Strickland. Thank you. I, I shouldn't be forgetting Swerve's name right now because he's on the upswing, you know, uh, by far. So all of the matches were really good and they were different. Like Moxley and Lethal was considerably different than Roosh and Mark Briscoe. So going into tonight, we're going to get some more Continental Classic matches tonight, correct? Yes. So hopefully I feel the same way this week as I did last week, plus the main event, I'm assuming, of Christian versus Adam Copeland in this grudge grudge match. This is the storytelling. So it should be a balanced dynamite tonight. Now, to Tommy's point, Bully, do you think this is just going to end in a way where we have a rematch on the pay-per-view? Because they don't forget, Worlds Collide is coming up at the end of this month. Um, and right now, you know, we know we're going to have like the final of this Continental Championship tournament. The only other match that's signed is MJF and Samoa Joe. So do you think that this is just going to lead to another match uh, at the end of the month on the pay-per-view? And if that's the case, does that hurt it at all by having it on Dynamite tonight? No. Um, one of the things that I have recently learned, or not necessarily learned, but I was smartened up to again, was by Scott Demore. Scott had explained to me that his way of thinking was, forget it. The, the old school way was build it up for the pay-per-view, then have people you know, pay for it. With, with Impact right now, Impact very much wants to put everything on TV. Their TV um, exposure, their TV rating is what's most important to them. And I think AEW has to think in the same terms. We've read online that AEW had a very good year financially. And I think that's awesome for them because at the end of the day, it's all about money. This is a business and how much money you can make in this business, whether that's the company on a whole, whether that's the talent, it's all about money. So this match, I would definitely put on TV first to wet people's whistle. Let's use this match to try to draw the highest rating possible. <clears throat> and if you don't think AEW is concerned about their weekly rating, you're living with your head in your ass because they very much pay attention to it. So give us Christian and Adam Copeland, but I don't think this is the time to blow this off. I think they've only scratched the surface with Christian and Adam. I think there's lots of legs left to it with lots of layers. So give us something tonight, but I don't think they blow it off tonight. Uh, also back with um, the tournament, the announcers have done a great job of piecing things together where they were like, yeah, Brian Danielson hasn't wrestled like Eddie Kingston has already having, you know, two matches. But he's like, trust me, everybody, all five guys, they're all going to wrestle each other and they're all going to continue on this tournament, which I thought was an excellent explanation why certain guys aren't wrestling each and every week but eventually they're going to get there. And they have, you know, with 
you know, we had brought up, well, how come for presentation are these people walking to the ring and then being brought to the back? You know, they did that. Lana walked Andrade to the ring and then all of a sudden uh, she's gone. And the announcer said, per the rules, there's no seconds out there. There's no anybody out there. I'm sorry. That's not her name anymore. Lana, is it? No. No. Um, same thing. We know what you're talking about. So, uh, I, yeah, but the announcers are helping further along. Again, I know what the G1's about. I know what the All Japan Carnival Tournament's about. But for people that don't know about it, our announcers are telling us, listen, I, the NBA right now has been trying out this new in-game tournament. And the NBA's on fire. They said, we want to try to make games during the middle, the beginning part of the season have more um, more value and more stakes. And they're doing this in-game tournament where the finals are uh, tonight. But it, it's the same thing. They did brackets and points that for this, which also go towards your regular record, but it's getting over. They've changed the the floors for how the basketball players play on, and they've just made it special. And if you make something special, it will continue to get over. And a couple of added points to what Tommy just said uh, about the announcers. When I was watching last week, last week, Taz said that the Continental Classic was the wrestlers wrestling tournament. And I was like, damn. That sounds so credible, especially coming from Taz, who was a wrestler's wrestler. So right, th that line alone drew me in. I was like, it made me think that this means as much to a wrestler as being a world heavyweight champion. So it gave a tremendous credibility. Also, damn, Tommy, what was your second point? Because I had a, uh, I had something to say. Uh, uh, damn it, I forgot. My bad. About making it special? No. I mean, think of also, like, think of the early King of the Ring. When they had the King of the Ring, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't even on, it was on a house show. And then the King of the Ring became a big deal. They got rid of it and changed it. But the King of the Ring meant something for a while. And it was one of those, well, once you win that, you're being groomed for other things. And I and I love the fact, too, because, you know, one of the things I know for for you, Bully, about the officiating, that's not an issue with this tournament because there's rules. There's a time limit. There's uh, nobody's outside the ring. So you don't have to worry about outside interference or anything that it's not. It's not storyline driven. They're telling you this is not storyline driven. This is a tournament. Like you said, it's all about the wrestling. And this is going to lead to the finals at the pay-per-view at the end of the month. I kind of like that. Like it, 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 I think it's, and I think it's working. Like you just said, Tommy, like for the, for the NBA, they're having a tournament within the season. Why? Because everybody knows the beginning and the middle of the season and the NBA can kind of drag. A lot of those games are meaningless, but now you're, but now you're giving the fans that you're saying to the fans, this is important and it's must watch. It's the same thing with AEW right now. These matches are must-watch because every match is meaningful, and it's leading to something big. Go ahead, Bully. I remembered my other point about when you just said <clears throat> every match is meaningful. One of the things that I would have liked to have seen them done do is even make the two lowest-scoring 
wrestlers match mean something meaning the benefit of winning the continental classic is you know you, you i guess you get a, the, the the trophy or the triple crown or whatever they're going to give you for being the continental classic winner but there should also be consequences for last place much like in european soccer dave if you come in last let's just take the english premier league you're familiar with that right yep if you come in last in the English Premier League, you get relegated to the league below the following year. And if you if you win the, the lower league, you move up to the English Premier League. So how great would it be if there were consequences on the last match also? So let's say wrestler A only had three points and wrestler B only ha- had uh, uh, three points or six points, whatever it is, the two lowest ones have to fight each other because whoever loses, they get relegated to someplace or they're out of AEW for three months or something happens. So even the lowest match has meaning to it. And obviously you would use a heel for that match. Maybe somebody that AEW would like to see go away for for a little while. So not only does the top of the table mean something, but so does the bottom of the table. Yeah, and I, I want to get... Sh- and I'm quite shocked with Tony and the family owning, you know, Fulham, that maybe they didn't see that, you know, uh, as a as something they could have thrown into the tournament. But hey, this is the first time. Maybe next time they'll do something different. Well, I mean, if you say you're going to go to the lower, then it's would be Ring of Honor, and then you're jobbing out your entire Ring of Honor. I did notice I did not say Ring of Honor because no, I, I know that. that. Uh, so then I like I love the idea. Then it would be, I would say something like, "Hey, you're off TV for three months. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you know, we're we're not going to see you." And it's, it's also it, a great thing if somebody's contract's coming up to put them in there. Uh, you know, a lot like uh, the good old turkey suit, uh, <laughs> or the the good old uh, feast or fired. Yep. In impact, when people's contracts were coming up, they usually got the briefcase. I thought it was important to bring up, guys, because I feel like right now, especially right now, there seems to be that dreaded dark cloud around AEW. The public perception of AEW isn't great right now, but if you really look at AEW and Bully, you brought this up yesterday. They're consistently drawing a number that's consistent with their fan base in that 850 range. Uh, they put tickets on sale for Wembley. They've they've sold around 37,000 already, and there's a long way to go before we get to, to next August. So we may have a crowd very similar to the crowd that we got for, for the first ever all-in in Wembley. Uh, the other thing is this tournament. Like I, You're getting really... Really good matches on really good episodes of Dynamite and Collision. And then here we are. We're talking about that tonight on Dynamite. We're going to see Adam Copeland and Christian in Montreal. Like, to me, that's a big night, a big match, significant. And we're also just a few weeks few weeks from a pay-per-view where we're going to see MJF going up against Samoa Joe. The thing of it is, and we got Court Bauer waiting in the wings because this is something I want to bring up after we speak to Court because it's a big weekend for MLW, and it's gonna get. I, w- I really want you guys to think about this, and I want the the nation to think about it. Like the negativity when it comes to AEW is kind of within. 
I, I don't think the like I, I really I look at AEW right now and I look at the product of AEW. I I actually think AEW is doing a really good job. But I feel like a lot of the negativity is kind of self-inflicted. So before we take a break, guys, am am I off base by some of the things that I'm saying here? Can you be a little bit more specific of self-inflicted? Are you talking about the boys fucking it up for themselves? Well, when you see a Britt Baker tweet talking about the lack of minutes on a live microphone when the perception from a lot of fans is that they're not doing anything with the women's division, and then Matt Hardy, who's you know one of the veterans in the locker room, going on his podcast and complaining about creative, like those are things that are that are going to get fans talking. That's going to that's going to put a negative light on your product, right or wrong. If I'm Matt Hardy and I'm one half of the Hardy Boys, one of the greatest tag teams still walking the planet and a tag team that will go down in history, I am definitely wondering to myself, why are we being used the way we're being used? So does anybody have a legit answer as to why they're being used as sporadically or in the roles and not being featured in the tag team division? I, that, that I don't have an answer for. And it's one of the things that makes me scratch my head too, but is it the best way to go about it is to go on a microphone and put it out to the public that this is an issue and a problem. Did he put it out there in a way where he said, this is an issue or this is a problem. Or was he just on his own podcast saying, Hey, I just don't think we're being utilized correctly. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have your chance to attend a special Busted Open holiday party live on Fight Nation. Busted Open hosted by me, Mark Henry, Dami, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer. Bo- like, you know what? I don't need this crap. Here, I on. hate these lines. Dear I don't God, know how to read. I don't, I don't need this shit. I know what the hell is going on. All right? Fishbowl. Fishbowl, December 20th. Who, who writes this shit? called copy oh my business. god After party After dear party. heavenly father up in heaven the i mean Greca, make it Mark can you Henry. make it sound a little exciting it's the holiday party for busted open for god's sakes it's bully ray bully it's to- ray. hold on jolly tommy bully ray the bully jolly bully ray towering tommy dreamer <laughs> marvelous mark henry and dave all in the fishbowl at our Sirius XM studios with the worthless, useless zombies pacing back and forth on the 37th floor. You can actually take Slim Jims because we'll have them available and you can throw the Slim Jims at the zombies as they're walking by. They don't care. They're zombies. They're mindless, uncreative, useless pieces of garbage. So we're going to give everybody that comes in attendance on the 20th and we're going to give them... Slim Jims, and you just freaking throw it right, throw it right at them like this. Just continuously throw the Slim Jims at the worthless, useless, uncreative, not able to write copy 
useless pieces of crap zombies, and you could take the the, the slim jibs, throw it right at them, again and again. There you go. Hey, like that. It's like the game at the carnival, whack a mole. Yes, it's a, it's whack-a-zombie. a whack a zombie, whack a zombie. There you go. That was phenomenal, David. Good oh job. my God, New York City. It's the place really to be. Like to do that. It's the place to be in New York. So if you're going to be in the New York City area on December 20th, visit Busted Open Social Pages. We got plenty of them. We got TikTok. We got Instagram. We got Twitter. Paul, is it on our TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter? Yes, sir. Right now, it's on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find it on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. So go there before 5 p.m. Eastern time on December 17th for your chance to attend. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Must be a resident of the continental United States and at least 18 to win. There you go. We'll have a good time with the nation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Busted Open Radio proudly brings to you, it's holiday party! Got Slim Jims everywhere. That's a good game. We could play like I'll just open my mouth and people could throw Slim Jims at me. See if I can. Yeah, we'll cut like we'll cut like different sizes of Slim Jim and throw them at your mouth. No, the big ones. See if I catch the big one. Uh, Last night, a hundred percent. You'll get your chance to attend a very special event with Busted Open and all their hosts as they celebrate the holiday season and their year end. No, fuck no. We're gonna have a party with the Busted Open Nation. We're all going to hang out. We're going to celebrate together as one, as a nation. We're going to give our year-end awards. Who had the best performances in 2023? And who's picking those? I don't know. Legends, Hall of Famers like Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry. We got Slim Jims galore. You get to see our palatial Sirius XM studios. You get to meet the zombies that litter the 37th floor. You're in New York City, a magical place at this time of year. And you get to hang out with us. We're family, for God's sakes. Why would you not want to be a part of this event on the 20th? Get to hang out with us. See Bully Ray? Guy puts people through tables, and you're going to be hanging out with them. Tommy Dreamer, his body is scarred by all the years that he's given you as a professional wrestler, and you get to rub shoulders with this man. Mark Henry's the world's strongest man. He would break you in half, and you get to hang out with him and chill and celebrate the holiday season. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Must be a resident of the continental United States and at least 18 to win. Alaska and Hawaii, you're screwed. Oh, no, wait. Make sure Alaska you get that before 5 p.m. Eastern time on the 17th. I don't even know why you got to wait to the 17th. It's the 6th. I expect this to be filled up by the end of the day. Well, hey, we're just spe- we've got some, a special uh, event coming. Special. This is a special event coming up. It's the Busted Open Holiday Season Party, and we're also going to have our Busties, where we give out the best awards for the people who performed very well over the year of 2023. Oh, yes, yeah, so make sure you enter. Make sure your handwriting is legible if you're filling in a ballot that you're going to send to SiriusXM. I know what the fuck I'm doing. The nation listens to me. I come up with the words that are spoken.
When are they going to get bully? When are they going to get it, bully? Please tell me. It's been almost 50. The lights wouldn't even work in that place if it wasn't for me. God, they'd be, they'd be working by candlelight in that place if it wasn't for me. Dear don't God. Don't know you created words? Still don't get it. Not everything that, listen to me. And this is, Paul's going to get this, a call later. Uh, why did uh, Dave go on such a rant and a diatribe about all of us? We thought we provided him with some pretty good copy there today. It was fun. It was informative. Uh, it's going to be a grand old holiday party. You sound like you that might, chemist from you the You need day. to have better control of your talent, Paul. Listen. David. Yes, go ahead, Tommy, please. Calm down. It's a festive thing. No. I'm just saying this, Tommy, and they need to learn. So if you're listening... Because what else you got to listen to? Let's be honest. If you're listening, passive aggressive. All right, here we go. I'm not. Listen, I'm not the best voice. I don't have the best voice. I understand that. Not everything that comes out of my mouth is going to be a hundred percent clear. I don't know all the highfalutin words. I'm not that educated. Okay. Community college. All right. Community college. Okay. All right. But you know what I do have a connection, an emotional investment with our fan base. We are a family. We're not just, they're not just listeners. You understand that, you stupid-ass zombie? It's not, they're not just listeners. They're not just people that tune in. They're a fucking family. Do you know what family is? Do you know what family means? That's the nation. That's the people who listen to this show. They don't need this whole highfalutin fucking such an idiot speaking in tongues i know my audience my audience we have a chance to it the holiday extravaganza I know how to speak to our listeners, our audience, our family. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.